right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> That's right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Mi esposa e dinero. You know that one, Moose? My wife has the money. Yeah. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. We are live. Look at that. He's on the screen, coming in hot. It's a good thing. Great thing. You might have to carry the show for a lot of today because I am, like a lot of Western Canadians, in a glass case of emotion here on this Thursday for a variety of reasons. It's Game 5 of the Battle of Alberta. Calgary Flames home to the Edmonton Oilers. And I can tell you as I sit here right now as we set sail in Hour 1 of your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show, I have no clue who will win at the Saddledome tonight. I, I, and I don't really care either way. Yeah. So can you imagine how the fans of each team's feeling today? No. So there's that. Joining us to talk about it today, some of our closest friends, Alan May, Washington Capitals analyst, Estevan Bruins alum, and uh, currently from NBC Sports, Washington, and CBS too. How does that work? He's on two networks. I thought only Rich Sutter could do that. I know. Rich well, Sutter well, and Ryan Seacrest, right? <laughs> I know. Alan May is the Ryan Seacrest of the NHL, and that might actually be the truth. Yeah. Alan May is going to be with us here at Affinity Place at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons, where it's an off day, but you wouldn't necessarily know it because the Pickering Panthers are playing over our shoulder here. It's their morning skate. CBC TSN icon Ryan Williams will be with us in hour one, inducted into the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame induction class just a few weeks ago. Brian Williams will be with us from Toronto. And in hour two, Blue Jays reporter, blogger, writer, Mike Wilner. But the reason I was smiling coming in was producer Clark said in my ear, just as the credits were, or the intro was rolling, he said he just got off the phone with Brian Williams and Brian Williams is all excited to get on the show today. And I thought, speaking of being in a glass case of emotion or riddled with anxiety, that's Brian Williams. I remember doing a banquet with him for Ducks Unlimited back in the day. And you've done these banquets, as have I. Yeah. The live auction was going on and on and on. And I was the MC. Brian Williams is the guest speaker. And he's like, Rod, 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 you got to get me on the stage. Rod, you got to get me on. It's like 1030. It's too late. They're all going to be drunk. I'm like, Brian, there's nothing I can do about it, okay? The organize I, I got to get on, Rod. I know. Chill. And then he got on. He crushed it out of the park. Yeah. Trust me, I get it. Where he's coming from, for sure. But he's it a is. pro. But it, but it is. It's anxious because it was supposed to be on at nine o'clock. Well, and especially when it's somebody that stature, you're like nine thirty in Newfoundland. Like I want to go up and personally clear the stage now, halt the whole production because Brian Williams. I can't. But you want to do it because he's Brian. He's Brian Williams. You just respect him so much. So that's coming up here in hour one. That's uh, I love the guy. He's great. Can you hit the quick six show horn, director Jordan? Please? <laughs> Thank you. And I don't know why I'm anxious about this, but tonight it's an off day. No games here at the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons in beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. But the banquet's tonight, and Craig Button and I were supposed to be the headliner speakers. Craig Button of TSN, and I talked to him last night. He's not coming because he's got to stay in Alberta to analyze the Battle of Alberta Game 5 tonight. So, yeah, I'm letting the host committee deal with that. I, we'll figure it he out. He must not have known that I could have got him on TSN from here, right? I know, right? So, yeah, you got yet that balls in the air. 
here as we uh, go in hour one. Okay, getting serious here. Wednesday NHL leftovers. What a game. Tyler Bozak. Regina's Tyler Bozak scored 338 into overtime, and the St. Louis Blues fended off elimination in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Western Conference semifinals, overcoming a three-goal deficit and a 5-4 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. Bozak unleashed a shot from the uh, blue line that got past Darcy Kemper, capping a remarkable comeback for the Blues. Game 6, Friday in St. Louis. You want to talk about remarkable? We're watching last night's evening game here at the Centennial, Centennial Cup. I'm in that suite at the end of the arena over my shoulder here. Moose is with me, mm -hmm. and we got an eye on the game on the television, and we're chatting with a, with a hockey guy, and you're like, whoa, whoa, you're pointing up at the TV. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> McKinnon scored 2.30 to go. It's over. Uh, uh, uh. It was like the wildest comeback hockey game I think I've ever seen, or heard about, because I wasn't really watching it. We were doing the rounds. We were in that suite, yeah. and it was 3 nothing. and we're like, okay, it's over, it's whatever. Over. And then it's, I'm like, looked up at the scoreboard, and there was a goal behind your head. I'm like, oh, it's 3-2, and it was, no, no, it's 3-3. And then McKinnon scores that unbelievable goal, the hats go, the emotion, and you think, man, he's the hero, it's done, and then... Yeah, like we saw um, Robert Thomas at the Memorial Cup in Regina with, Ham well, I think it was with Hamilton. And yep. It was unbelievable to watch him. And he scores the tying goal. And then the good guy, Bozak, uh, finishes it off. Uh, yeah, wild game. Mercury's in retrograde. Mm. <laughs> you can't explain what's going on. Uh, game five, Battle of Alberta coming up in our Quick Six show topics. I'll say it right now. I have no idea which way to lean with this. Yeah, the order fans are picking the orders. The Flames are, fans are picking the Flames. And the whole scheme of the RP show, we're red deer. Like, yeah, we're right in the middle of it. I don't know. I, I have no feeling. I thought the Flames were going to win game four. And they clearly didn't. So that's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who wins game five? Tonight of the Battle of Alberta, Flames-Oilers. And predictably, the last I saw, and we just put the poll up, but the last I saw it was like 50-50, and I expect to ride that out throughout the course of the day. I think the Oilers were leading by a smidge, but nobody really knows. Moving on to point two, Nico Mayatovic scored the game winner at the 11-16 mark of overtime to send the Seattle Thunderbirds to a 2-1 victory over the Kamloops Blazers in Washington State last night, nodding up their Western Hockey League Western Conference Final at two games each. In the Eastern Conference Final, the Edmonton Oil Kings took a commanding 3-1 series lead over the Winnipeg Ice as Carter Suchet's two goals and Joss Williams' three assists helped Edmonton to a 4-2 victory. And the Oil Kings will be looking to close it out Friday in Winnipeg. And who saw that coming? Staying on the junior hockey vein here at the Centennial Cup in Estevan, presented by Tim Hortons, the Summerside Western Capitals beat the Ottawa Junior Senators 4-3 in overtime. The Dolphin Kings beat the Sioux Thunderbirds 6-1, and the Brooks Bandits blanked the Estevan Bruins 4-0. The round robin is now over, or as Hockey Canada calls it, Moose, the preliminaries. Mm -hmm. And day off today, and then tomorrow is the semi uh, quarterfinals. And it will pit... The Flin Flon Bombers versus the Pickering Panthers. Panthers out skating over our shoulder here right now. As mentioned, 4 p.m. local time. Flin Flon Bombers versus the Pickering Panthers. And the College Francais de Longueuil, that's Quebec, versus the Summerside Western Capitals will be after that, 7.30 local time. This week's coverage of the Centennial Cup is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporter of junior hockey across Canada. Any thoughts on the junior hockey 
Or you got a million, but any A million. Highlights um, that you know, like watch to- out for Brooks. I'm really curious tomorrow, yeah, that semifinal, Flynn Flon and Pickering will be really good. Now you're seeing the crossover in the pool, so it's going to get fun tomorrow. Yeah, buddy. I'll say this about the SFN Bruins, but it is my commentary today. You can read it at rodpeterson.com. It is uh, running on Cat Country 98 and Rock 98.5. It was ironic. Two sources of irony last night. Number one, the Estevan Bruins lost 4 nothing in their final game to the host team here. They won the league. But in here, they really didn't show up in their own tournament. And I don't blame the coach and GM. It's the players. They just felt they climbed the mountain and didn't realize that you only climbed half the mountain. You know? Yeah. What are you going to do? And then the power went out last night here at the game. It was kind of exciting. I was standing beside you and midway through the second period, Pop! It's black. Black. Like. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. And the whole crowd. Ooh. Right? Well, and then and their phones came out. And before long, the generator lights came on. And it was about a 20-minute delay. Yeah. And we're standing with one of the uh, league presidents. He goes, I thought this was the energy city. <laughs> a twinkle in his eye. And then they got the power back on. But Esteban never won the game. They got a standing ovation from their fans at the end of the game. And the other ironic part is we're moving into the weekend. The um, excitement's actually ratcheting up here. Fans of those teams in the playoffs are coming into town, and the Estevan Bruins can pack their bags and go home. That's yeah. ironic. It is very ironic, yeah. And that the power outage was, was nuts last night because you're right, it was so bad. And then the whistles, you know, the refs are just so worried that players are moving at a million miles an hour. Now there's no lights. Like, hopefully nobody gets hurt. Nobody did. It was fine. Everybody stopped and... It took, you know, seconds for the uh, generator lights to come on and whatnot. But, yeah, it will be a little bit, uh, you know, not quite as exciting if had Estevan been in it, but it'll still be fun. It's just we're just having so darn much fun down here. Uh, from Randy in the peg, he says, nothing like watching a good hockey game and then tuning into the RP show to start the day. He's talking about the uh, Canada game at the Worlds, I guess. Ooh. But we're not really, I don't really have my eye on that so much. Jason from Red Deer. Good morning, sports fans and friends. Tuning in from a very defeated but optimistic Red Deer. What are you defeated about? Um, which, by the way, before I move on to my next point, uh, Moose and I did make it to taco time here yesterday. It was amazing. Oh. I changed things up, and I had the taco salad. Ground beef on it. And, and you had your usual. Yeah. They didn't have the crisp beef burrito, but they had the uh, meat and cheese. I feel like the That's deep good. fryer was down or something. Yeah. Maybe they were cleaning it. Must have been. But uh, the Flin Flon Bombers came in. And I I love that bomber. What do they call it? Burgundy or maroon? Maroon, yeah. yeah. I've always loved the Flin Flon Bombers gear. And I, I my mind immediately flashed to something. These guys are f- throwing money around like confetti. And I, I think, oh, taco time, hey? For years and years and years going on the road with teams. If, especially as the years went on, the way the kids and the players changed, if we hadn't stopped for filet mignon or some big ribeye steak at the, of their liking, they're bitching. That those meals aren't good enough. I'm a high-performance athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this isn't the best of the best meal. And then on an off day, sometimes they would get $20 from the coaches. Each player would get $20. And they'd go straight to a fast food restaurant. <laughs> oh, I thought you were a finely tuned machine. You could get a steak for 20 bucks, especially back then. Yeah. The first chance they get, they're going to taco time. 
Not a shock. Not a shock. Us too, but I'm not looking down my nose at anybody. But it's also, you want to complain when dad's paying the bill, right? When the team's paying the bill, but when you got to pay, now all of a sudden you're, you're a little you're more You're on frugal. a budget. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, point three, because we are big fans of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. There were three games last night. The season opener for both the Niagara River Lions and Saskatchewan Rattlers went down to the wire, but it was Saskatchewan who came away with a 92-89 victory over the River Lions as they took their home opener Wednesday night at Sastel Center. In Ottawa, after trailing for the majority of the game, the Fraser Valley Bandits came back to defeat the host Blackjacks 90-87 in a thrilling season opener at TD Place in Ottawa. Bandits guard Alex Campbell hit an absurd contested three and scored the team's final seven points to lead Fraser Valley to victory. In Hamilton, it was a big night for Burlington guard Caleb Agata, who made his return to the Hamilton Honey Badgers. He had a team-high 17 points as well as 8 rebounds and 4 assists. The Hamilton Honey Badgers beat the Montreal Alliance 80-72 to in the first-ever pro basketball game for the Alliance. I really like that name, the Montreal Alliance. That's cool. Sounds regal. Yeah. But they lost. CEBL action continues tonight as the Scarborough Shooting Stars expansion team make their debut against the Guelph Nighthawks at the Sleeman Center tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. All games can be watched on CEBL Plus, the league's mobile app, or CBC Gem. Let's check on the time here. A 3B in championship soccer, MLS clubs, CF Montreal, and the Vancouver Whitecaps advance to the semifinals. Montreal defeated CPL Forge FC 3-0, while the Whitecaps edged Cavalry FC. My favorite team. You remember Tommy? Yeah. They lost in the semifinals to uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps yesterday in penalty kicks. Uh, by the way, this Saturday night, Jeff Foxworthy, the largest-selling comedy recording artist in history, a multiple Grammy Award nominee, and best-selling author of more than 26 books, brings his brand-new The Good Old Days Tour to Calgary in the Great Eagle Events Center. This Saturday night, tickets Great on sale now Ticketmaster.ca. Nice work, guys. I'm just going to throw this in, but we'll spend more time on it tomorrow. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick was scheduled to work out for the Las Vegas Raiders. Kaepernick hasn't played since the end of the 2016 season when he was out. Cut by San Francisco, and the new regime led by Coach Kyle Shanahan wanted to go a different direction at quarterback. He never got another opportunity to even work for NFL teams, alleging he had been blackballed over his protest during the anthem the previous season. I forgot. Moose, you've been bounced because Brian Williams is logged in. They can all hear you. You can hear me. You want to say bye-bye? Yeah. Um, My fifth point was the CFL, and I'm just going to say this. Jeff Hamilton, my good friend, the president of the Football Reporters of Canada and from the Winnipeg Free Press, is reporting, last I saw that the players' union and the CFL is not interested or not showing any indication that they're going to put the latest proposal to a vote for ratification by the players. They're not interested in doing that ahead of tonight's 12 p.m. Eastern deadline. I guess it would be 12 a.m. Eastern. Midnight tonight Eastern is the deadline imposed by the CFL owners. This is what Jeff Hamilton's saying. If he's wrong, blame him, not me. But that both sides are preparing for cancellation of this weekend's preseason games. That's what I'm reading coming out of the Canadian Football League. Man who loves the CFL, of course, is Brian Williams. Olympics, of course, and he's just a true sportsman. And he will join us next to talk about uh, his career, 
his induction into the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame and maybe where the CFL finds itself as we sit here today. If you've got questions for Brian Williams, fire him at us. The text line's open. The number's on the screen, 902-518-3033. You can hit us right here on the set at Affinity Place at Estevan, site of the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Rod Peterson, back in Canada. He must be lost. On location, brought to you by the city of Estevan. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Coming to you live from beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. This week's coverage of the Centennial Cup on the RP Show brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporter of junior hockey across Canada and Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. It's an off day here in the round robin. It's given us a chance to step outside the uh, junior hockey talk and bring in our good friend Brian Williams. If there was ever a man who didn't need an introduction, I will just say CBC TSN broadcasting icon, the latest member of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. Good day, Mr. Williams. How are you doing? Rod, I'm doing well. I hope you got me. Uh, the phone was ringing there. I'm on my iPhone, so it was cutting out, but uh, I think we're connected. Yes, you look and sound amazing, Brian. First of all, congratulations on being part of that 2022 induction class of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. That's quite a, quite a class. Um, how are you feeling? I'm very proud and very honored. And when you talk about quite a class, uh, Haley Wickenheiser, I called or covered Haley at the uh, Olympics in Salt Lake City. Adam Vancouverton uh, won a gold and a bronze in canoe kayak in Athens in 2004, competed in four Olympics uh, uh, all told, and in 2004 was named winner of the Lou Marsh Trophy as Canada's Athlete of the Year. You know, Rod, I don't have to tell you this, and I don't have to tell people out west in Saskatchewan, but soccer is huge now with Qatar hosting the World Cup. John Herdman, who did such a great job with the women's soccer team, has done such a magnificent job with the men's team. And going in is Dwayne DiRosario. Now, Dwayne really laid the framework for going to Qatar. He, he built the platform that the current day players were able to stand on, built the steps for them to climb. So he is very, very special indeed. Also, we have Edward Lenny. He is a Arctic uh, athlete, uh, his son accepted. Uh, he is a First Nations, which is very, very an indigenous athlete, which is very, very important. All you've got to do is take a look at a globe or a world map and see uh, how big Canada is and just how big the Arctic is. So it's really an amazing, amazing class. I want to talk about one other athlete, and that's Tim McIsaac. He is a Paralympian. To me, he's an Olympian, plain and simple. Look, he's an Olympian with a disability. He's blind. Uh, I, I, I go that way, but I don't uh, 
take anything away from them. I don't call them Paralympians. I call them simply Olympians. He's won more than 20 gold medals. Uh, really a great, great choice. Uh, Trish Smith is the, uh, Trisha is, I believe, president of the Canadian Olympic Committee. She's not president. She's right up there near the top, Rod. She's a former rower and she's going in. And here's a great story. I mean, people across the country, think about this. Chatham, Ontario, it's down near Windsor, southwestern Ontario, not far from Michigan. Baseball is huge in Chatham. It's the hometown of the great Canadian Hall of Famer whose big years were the Chicago Cubs, the great Ferguson Jenkins. What's interesting is, and Rod Black pointed this out at the ceremony for the Canada Sports Hall of Fame recently in Calgary. What's interesting is his dad played for this team that's going in, and they're called, let me get this right, the Chatham Colored All-Stars. I mean, can you believe a time when we called the team Colored All-Stars, but they're going in, and Ferguson Jenkins Sr. was on that team, and the Preston Ontario Revolets, or Rev Revulets. Uh, Preston is now part of Cambridge, Ontario, which is in the Guelph, Kitchener-Waterloo uh, Kitchener area. So it's a great class, and I'm uh, truly honored to be going in with all these people. Well, for sure, and not surprising that you would want to talk about all the other inductees and not yourself, but I can tell you the president of the Canada Sports Hall of Fame is Cheryl Bernard, and she was so excited for that evening. Unfortunately, we were gone from Calgary by the time that you went in, but you mentioned Rod Black emceeing. That must have felt nice to have a longtime colleague and great friend, and just, just a wonderful night to get back together here somewhat post-COVID, Brian. Yeah, it, it, it was a very special night. Uh, Rod and I both born in Winnipeg, although I was born a lot earlier than Rod. And my dad was in medical school at the University of Manitoba. And I think I left there as a two-year-old to go back to British Columbia. But it was special having Rod there. But to see so many dear friends, like the former commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Doug Mitchell, his wife Lois, the former lieutenant governor of the uh, province of, of uh, Alberta, and to show you how things come full circle, Rod, uh, you know this well. Prior to the 2010 Vancouver Olympics, Doug Mitchell, a, a well-known attorney, a great hockey player in university, great football player, CFL commissioner. But to show how things come full circle, prior to the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver, he's done so much giving away so much, helping so many areas. They renamed the arena on the campus of the University of British Columbia, the Doug Mitchell Arena. They had a ceremony, and the two MCs for that ceremony were Haley Wickenheiser and myself. Haley, of course, in this class, and uh, Doug and Lois were front and center in Kelly. Outstanding. Well, you know, I, I guess I knew that you were born in Winnipeg, but I feel like you we either raised in Hamilton or spent a good deal of time in Hamilton in your youth. And I wonder, I'm watching the last year's Grey Cup and your last. And, and uh, I must have, I mean, it was tough to watch that, Brian. I don't like the fact that you're retired, but I, if, if you're happy, I'm happy. How did it feel that it was in Hamilton, your hometown? Well, it felt great to be in, it felt great to be in Hamilton. I used to go to games when the old stadium was Civic Stadium. It then became Ivor Wynn Stadium. Ivor was the athletic director at McMaster University. And now it's the new Tim Hortons field. What's interesting, Rod, and you know football, um, the old field was east and west, this way or this way. So when the sun was setting, often, depending which direction you're going, the sun was in the player's eyes. 
The new Tim Hortons field is north and south, and they don't have that problem. And of course, the first Grey Cup that I went to was in the early 70s, the Ticats, with uh, Chuck Ely out of the University of Toledo as the quarterback, defeated Ronnie Lancaster and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I believe it was 13 to 10 on, uh, on a field goal. So uh, many connections and uh, many connections to Hamilton, but also out west. As I was born in Winnipeg, went to grade eight in Edmonton, went to high school in Hamilton, went to university at Aquinas College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But uh, it's, it's been 50 years and people are saying to me, why, why now? I'm 75, I'll be 76 in July. When I signed with Chum Radio by the legendary Dick Smythe in September of 1970, Rod, if he'd said to me, Williams, you're going to work 50 years nonstop in broadcasting, I would have said, work? Heck, I just want to be alive in 50 years. So I was at Chum for three years, worked with uh, the great Dave Hodge and Bill Stevenson at CFRB. 32 years, Rod. Uh, names you'll know when I was at CBC. I worked with Ernie Afghanis, Don Chevrier. Don Whitman, Whitman from Manitoba. And when I'm talking to Saskatchewan, I have to apologize for being born in Winnipeg because of the great rivalry between the two provinces. It's yeah. like Hamilton and Toronto in the same province, Hamilton and Toronto, but there's a great rivalry between uh, Winnipeg and, uh, and Saskatchewan. But Chevrier, uh, Whitman, McKee, Afghanis, Reynolds, I learned from those people in 2006, went to work for TSN, CTV, was honored to do the Vancouver Olympics and uh, finished with the Olympics, the Summer Games in London in 2012. Uh, yeah, and you speak of rivalries. Calgary, uh, Edmonton is a wonderful one. So I, I yeah. guess if you went to high school or a school in Edmonton, you know what that rivalry is all about. But I got to, number one, 75, I would have never guessed, Brian. I don't think it appears anywhere online your age. But I would always see you in those hotel gymnasiums. Health is wealth, buddy. You're very, very serious about your fitness. Well, my dad was a, a doctor. I only went to grade eight in Edmonton, by the way, but I uh, went to grades one to five when he was a country doctor in Invermere, British Columbia, which is a couple hours, hour and a half west of Banff. So I know Calgary well, as I said in Calgary, when I was a little boy, we used to come to Calgary to see Santa Claus in the big department stores. I said, tonight is me getting to see Santa Claus all over again, being uh, nominated for this award. But uh, it, uh, I'm well aware of the rivalry between Edmonton and Kellen. I got to ask you, are you really retired? I mean, Canadians watching right now are going to want to know, how's your life? Um, are you, is life great in post-retirement? You're all dressed up to come on today. Are you still working in a way? Well, you know, listen, as I say, I started in September of 1970. I worked 50 years without being out of work a day. It was time to go. People have called me and said, look, you can work here, you can work there. Why are you going? I said, because it's time. I have a 24-year-old grandson, 19-year-old grandson who's taking sports management at Brock University down in Athens, Ontario. I've got an 11-year-old granddaughter, a 5-year-old grandson, and a 2-year-old grandson. But... I felt it was time. And you know, everyone telling me, why don't you stay? I got a call the morning of December 12th of last year before that game in Hamilton, uh, Winnipeg winning the, uh, the Grey Cup. And um, this person said to me, you're retiring healthy, congratulations. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I had a chance to retire five years ago. They talked me into staying on, this is in a different profession. And I got sick, I'm now confined to bed, and this is my retirement. I spend the rest of my life in bed, 
you're healthy, stay active. Uh, I love to go to the gym. It just, uh, you feel better, not just physically, but mentally. Uh, that little rescue dog, Timmy, we call him the Timbit. That was his name when we adopted him. I walk him several times a day. So uh, I'm just very fortunate. And I believe uh, it was the right time. To- Good for you, Brian. I'm glad that you're happy. And thanks for all the wonderful memories, of course. I was a little choked up watching the Great Cup with that last year. You understand. Just some comments from the viewers. Uh, BW watching in Edmonton says, cool, great info on Tim Horton's field from John Wolf. Hello, Rod. John Wolf here from the Beach House Restaurant in Pompano Beach, Florida. Hello, John. I'll see you soon. Um, your th- they want to know your thoughts, Brian, in the two minutes we have left on the CFL-CBA discussions and what you're seeing coming out of uh, our favorite pro football league. Well, listen, uh, uh, favorite pro football league and two of my favorite breakups were in Saskatchewan. I hosted for CBC when the North Stand were in danger of coming down and uh, saw Baltimore, uh, coached by the late Don Matthews, win the Grey Cup, the only American team to win the Grey Cup. And I hosted for TSN when I had Martin Short come on and um, in, in with me into, uh, into the studio. Um, Martin and I went to the same high school. I'm a couple of years older than he is. I know his brothers, Brian and Mike, well, went to the same high school in Hamilton. And uh, so, it, uh, you know, I, I've got great memories. As far as the league is concerned, there's no question. The league is very fragile in some cities, in particular the big cities, Toronto, Vancouver, maybe Montreal. You know, the players, I don't think, should push it too much. I agree they need what they feel is a fair settlement, but uh, boy, the longer this goes on, uh, the the worse, uh, the bad news is uh, for the entire Canadian football. Well, we sit here as minute by minute, waiting for an update, hoping to hear something. I guess... uh... We do have a little time left here. Will you attend games as a fan now? What's your sports fandom going to be in retirement? Well, I, you know, I, I'm busy. We're going to, uh, you know, we look after the grandchildren. Uh, I've wanted to play a lot of golf. <laughs> I haven't been able to. Scott Oak jokes with me. He says, Williams, you're busier in retirement than you were when you worked. But uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, I will go to games when I can. I watch games. I'm really enjoying Chris Cuthbert's work uh, uh, now in the Edmonton Calgary series. Earlier it was Toronto and uh, and Tampa. Uh, I just like watching all sports: baseball, football, basketball. Doesn't matter. Hockey. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm not a couch potato. I don't get a, a chance to sit all day and watch television. I'm busy doing things, working in the yard. I find the more you keep moving, the harder it is. Uh, you know, it's it, the harder it is to. Uh, or the easier it is, I guess, to stay fit. If you keep moving, as my dad used to say, you'll keep moving. If you stop moving, believe me, you'll stop moving. Like I say, health is wealth. Well, Brian, I've always appreciated our friendship, clearly your professionalism, uh, professionally and as a viewer, and I just want to say happy retirement. I haven't, haven't had a chance to chat with you about it, so thanks for the time today, and I hopefully we'll see you soon. Oh, by the way, I, I forgot to tell you, Rod uh, or uh, Tom Hanks came into the booth with me that day, along with Marty Short. When they walked out on the field, they put them up on the screen <laughs> in Saskatchewan, in Regina, the place went crazy. So it's been my pleasure, Rod. I've known you for a long time, always respected you as a broadcaster and as a friend. And uh, this has certainly been my pleasure. Thank you, Brian. Be well. The iconic Brian Williams joining us from Toronto today. When we come back, 
Washington Capitals analyst from NBC Sports and CBS, and Estevan Bruins alum, Alan May will join us live here at Affinity Place. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. The Rod Peterson Show, live from Estevan, is presented in part by the award-winning Wanda Heron Photography. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. On location at the 2022 Centennial Cup. Brought to you by the city of Estevan. Live look in. A live look in Affinity Place in Estevan on an off day for games. But as you can hear over my shoulder, it is uh, game day, or I guess morning skates. No games tonight. We're brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. It is our honor, pleasure, and relief to be joined by Alan May, Washington Capitals analyst, CBS Sports, NBC Sports. First question out of the shoe for you. How are you on two networks? I thought only Rich Sutter could get away with that. Well, so I, NBC during the regular hockey season, the playoffs, and I can do whatever when I'm not on their air. So it's, it's, it, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I do lots of things. So it's, uh, you know, it's funny. We'll do the local CBS, the local Fox, whatever there is as an alumni or a former NHL player, and then, you know, I go and do my show right after that, especially in the playoffs. I'll be doing live news hits for the other local networks, but it's part of the PR of developing and building a fan base in the United States. Well, it's been great, and uh, I'm glad that you've came. we've got some time with you here. I appreciate it. There's a lot of things going on with this guy. He's a busy guy, but thank you for changing your flight to stay in Estevan. I know you're having such a great time. Alan's become the star of the show tonight for the Sportsman Dinner because Craig Button won't be here <laughs> due to the Battle of Alberta and his coverage on TSN. So, Alan, you got some stories ready for tonight? You got uh, a few? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know that. You've been around me long <laughs> yeah. enough. It's, it's just like plug me in and I'm gone. So are we going to look ahead or back? I think the Colorado-St. Louis game last night, we have to get your thoughts on that. I just finished watching it with the sound on. We were watching it last night in the suite, my iPad, the dressing room, you name it. That thing was amazing. And that's why you, you've got to play you know, until the very last minute of a game, and you've got to believe that you can win. I'm a big believer. Give me 1%. I think I can win. And I think the St. Louis Blues, you know, with, with Craig Berube, you're never out of it. He's just got such a great way about him. The players feed off of it. And Colorado still got a lot of doubt. They still have a lot of doubt. Clearly. because of, I believe so because the big boys were going last night, but where were the other guys? Yeah, well, the, the McKinnon goal, what did you think? A video game. Absolute video game mode. And, the you know, he was the better kid with the flashier moves on the video control. It was a freak show, end-to-end. Uh, we don't see that. But that the guy, when you're in the arena, and you've seen this, that kid in the arena, when you're in the stands, press box, a suite, whatever, you look, he doesn't look real. And he's no. just so much bigger. He's like a RoboCop. And he's out there, and the stride, the power, the effort, the quickness, the explosiveness, and he put that all together in one goal. It kind of reminds me a lot of like when Ovi was driving the bus, when he would go end-to-end, -end, and he was the fastest player in the NHL, had the highest top speed for a while. And obviously McKinnon's got a lot more juke and jive in his game, but 
That was absolutely spectacular last night. Number one team in the NHL's Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche. But McKinnon, he wasn't even in the heart conversation this year. Is that because he's in Denver? Like I, We in Canada have a tough time believing that Colorado wouldn't be a real big deal in Colorado. But I hear it's a distant fourth on the sports scene in that town. Is it because of where he plays that we don't hear as much about him? Well, I feel like every time I have TSN or Sportsnet on, that's all they talk about. You know, not... The kid Maybe now, but not yeah. in the regular season. And during the regular season, not enough. And, you know, remember, they failed hockey, professional hockey, 27 times before it was the Salt Lake Grizzlies, or the Denver Grizzlies, a minor league team in the IHL, and they found a way to fill the building. And, you know, it was the start of the internet. They used a lot of great promos, and they won their league that year. They were selling out the arena, 15,000, 16,000 a night, and the Avs were in trouble. No one was going to their games. They moved there. And they win the Stanley Cup right off the bat. So, you know, people love the Avs when they're winning. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of the American cities are like that, you know, front-runner cities. That the, the, the homegrown passion's not there because you don't have as many people that grew up playing the game that are absolutely in love with it. But, you know, basically, you got a kid playing hockey three, four, five, six years old. They become, you know, fan and short fanatic. They're a lifetime in the game. What does it do to the Avs mentally to have to go into St. Louis now and try and close the door on them in their building. I think they're thinking, oh, no, not again. And I think there's doubt in their minds now, and it has to be up to their leadership. But everyone's got to be in there. And You know, I, I always say you're, you can't worry about Game 7 or the next series. You just have to worry about the game you're in. And the teams that fail are thinking too far ahead. If you're down 3-0 and you don't think you can win, you might as well just not even play the fourth yeah. game to go 3-1. And then you worry about after that game, you start thinking about Game 5. And I think they're in the heads of the Avs right now. They couldn't close it out. They're going back to St. Louis. And Chief has his boys riding high. And they did it with Husso. And Bennington was their guy so far in the playoffs. And Husso came up really big last night. But his team got better and better and better every 10-minute segment of that game. You know, too, because you've been through the playoff wars, you play differently depending on who your goalie is. Do you think they sucked it up a little more with Husso in well, goal? They... They kind of hung them in the first period. They were outshot 18 to 9. The shot attempts were about 30 to 20, early 20s. But it's 18 shots. They look like high danger, high quality shots. And they went into lockdown mode and just chipped away to get a goal at a time. And right at the end of the game, they tied it up. I thought they were done. It was 3-3. Then they were down 4-3. They found a way to, to take it to 4-4. And in overtime, I think they were outshot 5-2. But they find a way to win because they take away the as they get their legs and slow the game down the Avs are you know they're super fast they're lightning quick all season long and then in the playoffs you know you're standing around the first game you're letting them skate all over then you realize we got to get our game you know blues hockey is big hockey you take away the middle of the ice you frustrate the other team and it's not glamorous it's not pretty it's a lot of hard work goes into the way they play, and I think that now they have a really good understanding. It could all go to hell, though, in the first five minutes. Next game would be all over. But. Who knows right? yeah. the way these playoffs are going. Well, I'll tell you what. It is uh, our distinct pleasure to have Alan May with us here breaking down the Stanley Cup playoffs. Next hour, when we open it up, we will chat about the Centennial Cup. I need to get your thoughts on what's going on here as we enter playoff weekend. But when we come back, our final segment of this hour would be a normal taco time viewer takeover we'll split it okay we'll get Maisie's thoughts on the orders and flames tonight see what his head says and what his heart says see if they match 
and we'll get some viewer comments and questions too from Capitals analyst and Esteban Bruins alum Alan May. You're watching live from Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. The Rod Peterson Show, live from the 2022 Centennial Cup, proudly presented by the city of Estevan, Saskatchewan, and by award-winning Wanda Heron Photography. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Affinity Place, it's an off day here, but the teams are practicing. The RP Show continues, your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show is on the air. Just ahead of Flames Orders, breakdown and analysis with Alan May. There is another series going on tonight, believe it or not. The Hurricanes host the New York Rangers in Game 5 of their Eastern Conference Series. It's all tied up 2-2. Carolina's yet to lose a home game in Raleigh this season, however. And uh, Blue Jays, Hin Jin Roo gets the start on the mound as the Blue Jays begin a four-game set in Anaheim. And starting for the Angels tonight, Shohei Otani, the reigning American League MVP. The pitcher-slugger hybrid has won three games and belted nine home runs for L.A. this season. It is a five, sorry, 738 mountain first pitch. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch. Open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Alame is here, Capitals analyst, Esteban Bruins alum. He's saved the day, by the way. I'll tell you right now, changed his flight to stay this week. He was going to head back to Texas. Now he's the headline speaker tonight at the Bruins Sportsman's <laughs> Dinner. Thank you, Alan. You're literally saved the day. And if we can get Grant Jennings up. It might be the two of you. Worked, worked, you know, I think the guys were working on him last night, but I don't know how he's doing today. Is that right? <laughs> we'll see. But uh, you know what? There was a lot of family pressure to stay. And so the Pearson family is like my family, and the Pearson boys are like my little brothers. And you know, one started hitting me up at 9 a.m., and then at 10.30 or 11.30, the next one hit me up while I was having breakfast at the hotel. And then the next one in the suite shamed me in front of everyone, but I already knew I was staying. Well, so at the very least, there was least, never any doubt once I was. I just want to say thank you. I'll be the latest to say thank you for staying. Well, we I really... can't wait. I, I love being with you, and uh, you know, for being here, I, Canadian Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull addict, so sugar free, I'm all in. <laughs> I know, okay, well, we have as much as you can handle. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to need it for Waters Flames tonight? We'll have the game on somewhere clearly during this banquet. I have no clue how this game will go tonight. Well, they're going back to Calgary, aren't they? Yeah. And the, the Red Mile, the Red Flame, and they've come, they come out, they've been very good at the start of every game. But I do believe that their defensemen are showing their inability to move quick. And the Oilers are playing fast, they're playing hard, they're stopping on pucks, and they're making the guys turn. Gabranson doesn't have great numbers over the years, you know, the in the nerdy crowd with the analytics guys. And, you know, and he looks big and tough out there, but uh, he was fishing the other night. He was all over the place. I thought Zadorov was getting spun quite a bit. And Rasmus Anderson, uh, he's not a fleet of foot guy. He's not a big time agility quick guy. And the Oilers are exposing that right now. So that momentum's in their favor. But once again, you get the first goal and the second goal, maybe in the first minute. Didn't that happen once in this series already? For and, both sides. Yeah, a it, it's just times. crazy how these games have started out. but. I wanted to go seven, and yeah. 
that's my, I guess my love of hockey wants to see the Battle of Alberta go seven games. And I would like to see when they're pushing and shoving them that actually drop their gloves and get after it like they hated each other like everyone in the 80s and the 90s did. Uh, not that I'm a proponent of violence, but I still love hatred in my hockey. And uh, But the series <laughs> has been fantastic. And McDavid and Kane and Dreisaitl, uh, the goaltending, the guys are they're getting shelled at times. They're making monster saves uh, more often than they're getting shelled. So it's been a lot of So fun. that's your head. You want it to go long. But your heart, as an Oilers alum, fan, and Edmontonian, you want it over tonight. I'm an alum of both of these teams. And trivia question, my first NHL goal, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, my last NHL goal, I was a Calgary Flame. Probably the prettiest goal of my career, and I still can't find the damn thing. I've asked the Flames. I've asked the Canucks. And uh, hopefully one day they find it for me. But it, uh, and I played in Calgary my last NHL games, and I actually went into the bathroom before the game, and it, you know the big ass mirrors, and I kind of felt like that was going to be it because I knew my category of free agent was kind of getting eliminated from the game, and I took a long look at myself. So I'm a flame and oiler, but I grew up an oiler, and I love I watch they watch both these teams, but I, I'm all in on the Oilers winning this series tonight. Yes. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. Not really. I yeah. want it and I don't want it. I yeah. just, you know, the negativity of the media attacking players in both towns if they lose, you know, depending on which teams loses. I want to prolong that and, and have a, a true battle. You must love coming back to Canada because this series has captivated the country. Well, absolutely, to have a Canadian team in the second round. But to have these two teams and to going so hard and – you know, you're all in on this. I know that when the Raptors, my mom had never watched a basketball game in her life. And I don't even know if it was on any channel she ever, but she watched when the Raptors won the, their championship. My mom was calling me every day about the Raptors. So this brings the country together. It's a good thing. And, and a lot of times everything's negative. You get the sports and it can be a positive. Battle of Alberta game five tonight. We'll kick it around more next hour. We'll also talk about what's going down here at the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons. And we're here with our coverage presented by Power Dodge Estevan, Cavendish Farms, and the city of Estevan. We'll get to your questions and comments as well for Taco Time viewer takeovers you see on the screen. We'll be right back after this pause on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.